Listener Production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me luff, Hamish. <laughs> I love a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> L-U-F-F. Ahoy to me leech. Yeah. And I love to leech. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually very so far, accurate. So far, so good. <laughs> um, no, I'm the head and we uh, we make up part of a very important uh, <laughs> this thing. This is a vacuum on... cleaner again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already got your vacuum, didn't you? No, we you? got said way too many <laughs> too vacuum many, cleaners. Too many vacuum Thank cleaners. You, uh, I received still... none. Well, yes, you did. You said you didn't want it. No, that's what I mean. Like, I just want, on the record, stop sending them. I'm not after <laughs> any more. Um, yes, radio podcast. Did you get one from the Thermomix people? Yes, we got we got we got vacuum cleaners from Melee. We got vacuum cleaners from Dyson. We got vacuum cleaners from the Thermomix people. Which I didn't I even know they just... made a vacuum cleaner. I think it's I think it's like a mop. I think it's just a very heavy mop. Yes. Does it have a suction? I haven't. I don't know. Function? Yeah, in there. It's still in the box. Anyway. I'll be interested. I know <laughs> you would, mate. Leech. <laughs> um, last t- last week we were powering an engine. This is powers something. A leech and a luff. Another another vehicle. Please, this oh, is exciting, oh, but oh, what oh, is it? It's a, we're parts of a sale. You know, Are we really? I you might have got oh, Didn't you do your boating license for boat? Yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't part of Darren's Boating Academy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a bit more like the advanced stuff you have to go through. No, my, my boating license uh, was the online course mm. that was... Uh, you know, you'd do the review question before the exam. Yeah. We'd say, you know, you, you won't run into many tricky questions. Maybe maybe, maybe one like might say uh, how many kilograms of uh, chemical fire extinguisher might you need to carry for a for a 12-foot boat. And that, you know, might say something like 2.1 kilos. Mm. Oh, yeah. So okay. the guy... Is that the answer, Darren? Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> 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 but when you see that one come up, just, just remember for that one it's 2. <laughs> By the way, I've got all those numbers wrong too, so I haven't remembered what's needed. <laughs> Ahoy, always say to Sean, who's in Melbourne. Ahoy, Hamish, Andy and Greg Internet. It's Sean here from the oh, government no. podcast Watchdog. <laughs> Look, we've been hearing rumours about a potential boycott of the government-mandated podcast break, and I would like to advise you before you do anything silly that we are watching your case quite closely. Please remember the rights and responsibilities of running a podcast show and the requirement that you must have a break until at least March Eve. Please take this time to rest, recuperate, and try as hard as you can to enjoy yourself, whether that be out camping, in your golf simulator, or living off one half-door-sized solar panel. (laughs) We truly do apologise for the inconvenience and look forward to hearing you again come March Eve and not a second earlier. Ciao for now. See, that's... Ma- friendly when, mongrels. <laughs> when, they, when they come at us saying, hey, why haven't you worked for three months? That's what we're up against. Yeah, just want people to know that's a really friendly version too of the constant barrage of messages we get from that particular government department. They keep telling us they mean well. Yes. They are saying, look, we're doing it so you don't burn out. Mm. And we keep saying to him, well, look at us. Do we look relaxed? We're furious. We're screaming at you. That's not a very relaxing break. Anyway, the battle continues. It um, it all kicks off again next December. <laughs> um, by the way, Jack, I know we've got other stuff to get to. We've got to get to hogs, mm. But uh, don't think your activities of Greg Internet are going unexamined by the public. What's my my Greg, Greg Internet is my chess username or my Reddit handle as well. Oh yeah, 
what have chess I done? is chess is the thing that I've had done. Few people uh, log. No. Um, well, yeah, yes, ish. But a couple of people have logged a query, a well-meaning and concerned query mm-hmm. about you, Jacko. And that are also obviously playing on chess.com where you do battle. What is it? What do they say? That you were logging at times over the break up to Uh an exceeding Uh three hours a day of play. Can you see what how long somebody else plays for? Well, obviously. Well, you can see how many games somebody has played, and it would you would disgust you to know how many games I've played. Three hours a day. Let me get. Let me find it. Is that why you put a microwave and a kettle in the toilet so you could essentially <laughs> live in there? I can't see it, but I got an award badge at one stage that was Ooh. a thousand games played. Wow. A day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so yeah, the 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 internet community really was mostly concerned for Greg Internet because they knew that he also had a human life, but it didn't seem like he was ever living offline. No, I mean three hours a day, you got plenty of hours left in the day to be a human. Hey, hey, save it for your wife, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, someone else said, and I'd had fun email, but they said at the end of each game, do you get a uh, percentage of how many blunders you made or like your your accuracy? Yes. They said that you moved with only 28% accuracy. Wow. That is pretty bad if true. Mm. I'd have to see the stats on that. Hey man, I'm just, I'm just, don't shoot the chess messenger. I'm just (laughs) relaying what they're saying. Um, Um, But they did, but then also, to be fair, some, um, some, some of your vanquished opponents showing deep respect to the way you swing your rook out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Haim, as we were forced to holiday, uh, sorry, have a uh, government mandated break, (laughs) um, the cogs at Hamish Nanny Distribution kept turning uh, we, of course, released uh, new hats, must be nice, and uh, and a new version of the Lost Touch of the Common Man and in-touch shirts, and we were assured by hogs that they would all go out in January and arrive on time. We could, were overwhelmed with the amount of people posting pictures of their merchandise arriving and wearing it proudly. Hey, you saw a bunch of them in the flesh that they uh, that came Just up magic. to magic. Just um, magic. Hogs joins us now uh, just to review how he went on distribution. Hogs, ahoy to you, mate. Uh, ahoy, boys. How's it going? Yeah, good. Oh, now, Hogs, great to talk to you, mate. And first of all, thank you. You certainly weren't on a, uh, a mandated merch break, working no. seemingly 24-7, a mm. la Greg Internet Hours <laughs> <laughs> over, <laughs> over the holidays mm. to, uh, to get the gear out. Around the clock, but we got it out. Where are you now, Hogs? At work. No, you just finished a golf lesson. You just finished a break. <laughs> 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 yeah. For all I told everyone at work, I was just popping out for an hour. So thanks, Ando. <laughs> <laughs> at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hawks, uh, you went to a robotic and automated system. You abandoned the year 11s uh, for picking and sending out merch. Yeah. How would you say that that change in the uh, distribution channels has worked? Oh, the computerized checker Hmm. is, well, they don't make mistakes. The year 11 boys made a hell of a lot of mistakes. (laughs) And so it was, like, it was good. Like, it it was great. Don't get me wrong. But there's still... The distribution game's not easy. Like, you've got to rely on so many things. You've got to rely on, on you know, the, from the people delivering it, picking it up, dropping it off, or that it goes into a depot. Yeah. Like, we had a, um, 
an Australia Post truck caught on fire. Oh, oh did Bernal um, emerge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's... 20, 25 T-shirts, hats and books. Really? Yeah, went up. Went down in the fire. <laughs> down... For, do you think from a rival podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Is this Rogan? I don't know. <laughs> it's Rogan, isn't it? Yeah. So, so Australia Post rings you and says, we've burnt your merch. Who pays for that then? Uh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I Is prefer it... not. Could we, could we look at a different system? We would yeah. prefer not to. But it's, it's under, you, You've got to take insurance yourself. So they, they don't insure it at all, like Australia Post or Toll or Star Trek or anyone. Purely up to you to insure it if you want. Now we didn't take out insurance. Mm-hmm. Fits our business so, model. It does fit our business model. <laughs> I mean, for the company that's charging one dollar for customer service, I can't see it's taking <laughs> much insurance. And so, and it's but it's their responsibility to tell you what was on. So, do we know who missed out on their sh- shirts and hats and books? Yeah, we got the list from Australia Post. They all got new ones. They're uh, everyone's happy. Hawks, have you worn one of the hats? Yeah, I have. Did it fit on your head? Yeah, no, it's perfect. I've got one right here. Yeah. Well, we had an email from an overseas uh, listener suggesting that the hats did not fit properly. In fact, Dan Griffiths from England, yeah. he received the hat. He says, it's absolutely tiny. It's des- is it designed for a human adult human heads? Very disappointed as I paid so much for it living in the UK. Would quite like a refund as it's not fit for purpose and I've wasted 30 pounds. That's what he writes. I don't have a problem with the size of the hats. Came to you. You've got a fairly large head. I've got an absolute whopper of a head. Mm. If I go go karting, I'm always an XL helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so I fa- I found them adequate, mm. verging on verging. Mm. So not in the territory, but verging mm. on shallow for my head. Okay, okay. No, not shallow. Well, sorry, hogs. I mean, it is obviously. <laughs> I think you'll find it is a one size fits most. I'm one of the people that had to change one size fits all for. Yeah, I think it was just an absolute red flag for court cases. Well, I I, I went back to Chat GBT um, to to ask them whether they thought our hats were too we small. Go. Let the robots sort it out. And this is what the robot said. If the hats are too small, they may be uncomfortable or fall off easily, which could be a problem for anyone wearing them. Mm. How do they do this? However, it's possible that the hats are intended to have a more snug or fitted style, in which case they might be comfortable and secure for some people. Ultimately, hat size and style is a matter of personal preference, and what works for one person may not work for another. Couldn't have put it better myself, ChatGPT. Um, <laughs> look, it is personal preference. Mm. I say, we, of course, we give a full refund if it's not vibing with the hair because we know they're, they're selling out. So someone, well, that, that hacker's got a loving ask home. ask him whether Dan took out insurance. <laughs> you think it's on him? <laughs> well, if it's on us, if the Australia Post truck goes up, surely it's on him. It's his... It's his, it's his error. Yeah, look, I'm all for that mm. because obviously 30 pounds is 30 pounds <laughs> and um, we're already down a fire amount. Mm. Is that the only loss we've incurred, Hogs? Um, as far as I know. I mean, people do. Mm, I was just, sorry, I was just contacted as well by one of our customers. Mm. Um, she bought one must-be-nice green hat yeah. and an in-touch navy tee with uh, tarnished bronze print, mm-hmm. uh, large. She's then showing yeah. me a photo of two hats and one T-shirt. Oh. So, she got so she's 
somehow an extra hat has stuck into her order. And she's written, must be real nice to get the old buy one, get one free hat deal. <laughs> Hashtag who's checking the new checker. Right. Okay. Apologize about that one. That's the problem with with distribution. It comes down to human error. Some see with the checker was there, the, the computer checker was there. We got the right hat. They just accidentally picked up two. So who two picked that up? A robot a or a human? The, no, a human error. Ah, uh, so a the robot tells the, the the computer tells the human what to pick up, but the but we still need human hands in there. Yeah. So the the the, the computer went pick up two. Oh, sorry, pick up one. And then it says, scan it, yes. And then it says, how many did you pick up? And they meant to type in one. Obviously, they typed in one but picked up two. Well, who's picking up the cost of that hat then? Here's what I think. I think we have, a perfect, we have a perfect <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Hogs, since you vouched for the picker-upper and <laughs> that person's picked up, was given away a free hat, you probably have to pay us that money which we would then like you to send on to the guy in the UK because <laughs> he's owed some money and then the hat comes back into the system. He sends his hat back yeah. and everything's square. Deal? Yeah. Deal? yeah, well, we can do some of that. But what you got to remember <laughs> yeah, Is that the well, same voice you use when you told us you're at work? <laughs> <laughs> what, what we've got to remember as well, there's people out there that's ordered one ha- uh, two hats hmm. and I've just accidentally sent one. Right, right. Yep. and we're winning there, right? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Got unhappy customers. <laughs> if that's the win, why are we sending anything out? Hogs, <laughs> <laughs> well done. I think it's been successfully no, outstanding. It's certainly, <laughs> certainly the bar is way higher, way higher. Well Thanks, done, mate. Buddy. Cheers. And uh, we are fresh back. Um, just loosening up the shoulders. Um, nice to be back in the studio. Yeah. After the mandated break, correct, tell me if you think this is an accurate description. For anyone that made it to the beach over summer, we barely did mm. um, oh, because of fighting the, fighting the government. But yep. did, did and when I was there, it, hated it. Sometimes I went. Yeah. Sometimes I went just to work from the beach mm. <laughs> um, on the phone to our legal team. Mm. It kind of was the summer of the Coco Cabana, wasn't it? I feel like they boomed this summer. You know the 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 things you can get at Bunnings, like the little tents on the beach. Oh, like we got one fam- for Christmas. Haven't even popped it open yet. Right. I didn't. Man, know. It just seemed like they exploded over summer. We okay. actually lots of nods out here in the in from yeah, the yeah. It was, it was abs- it's absolutely the summer of the Coco Cabana. Yeah. I look at being um even though I'm one eighth Italian, I wouldn't say I'm deeply naturally tanned. So I do no. seek the shade out um, yes. ferociously at the beach. We were, we went over to Western Australia as a little fam. Went and explored a little bit in Western Australia. Me, of course, constantly working, but yes. Yes. still nice to go with the family yep. and let them have a break yep. while Dad works from the beach <laughs> with all the legal stuff. Got over there and went. You know what? Okay, we're going to be at the beach, like guys. I just it was just after Christmas we went and we're like at a shopping centre and Anaconda. Had now that's they don't sell the Coco Cabana, I don't think, right. but they had their own. So the Coco Cabana is a brand type. I is think it? It, I reckon they're only at Bunnings. Anyway, mm. the yeah, that's the one with the four. It's like the umbrella with the four fabric things that come down the side that you put sand in. Okay, like they're quite easy ups. So like Anaconda's having what can only be described as an outrageous sale. I think there was a pop up tent there for like twenty dollars or right. something, like reduced from like a hundred and fifty. Yep. So it was like oh well, you know, reduced from like like a normal beach tent. Yeah, I buy the family the little beach tent. Right, 
It does a great job. It's not the Coco Cabana, but it's uh, it's 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 doing its job for like the seven days that we're in Western Australia. Yeah. Towards the end, the bag that it came, it was pretty hard to get back in the bag after the <laughs> beach, right? That's always the least fun part of anyone's trip to the beach. The bag is starting to tear, mm-hmm. like the handle's starting to tear. We're staying at like a Airbnb, like a serv- like an apartment place. Had a like I had a carport. As we start heading back to Perth. I go to Zoe, mate, I'm not taking this. Like, let's just leave the tent. I the mean. Next, yeah, for the next person. For the, for the next person. Yeah, right. Because so, so just, just, we're not, I'm, you know, it's going to be a hassle, extra luggage. It, it's starting to break a bit anyway. I think it deserves to stay at the beach. So we leave it in the carport. As we're backing up, the kids are like, oh, the tent, the tent. <laughs> you forgot the tent. It's like, oh, no, that's okay, guys. We're actually giving this tent to the people whose house this is. And we've decided that they can have the like, No. Tandy, that's our tent. We have so many great memories in that tent. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, great. No worries. Okay, we'll get the tent. We'll get the tent just to pluck out them. So I was like, oh, that's all right. We'll use it. We'll use it back in Sydney. All right, get the tent. Drive back to the airport. Go, getting onto the plane, mm-hmm. right? I go to the check-in person. I go, this can just go in luggage. Like, don't worry about it. This doesn't have to be oversized, does it? Goes, yeah, it's oversized. Oh. And I mean, I don't care. Well, so just it's costing you more time. Yeah, why don't we just roll the dice on it? And if it makes it, <laughs> just like oh, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. You got to go oversize. All right, in Perth Airport, I don't. I don't I'm, maybe it's because of like I don't know. People, a lot of people coming off mine sites and whatever. Everything that goes in oversize has to be explosives checked. Right? Oh, wow. so everyone peels off and they're going through to the food court. I'm standing in the oversized line by myself, which is next to security. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Everything's getting, it's taken forever because they're bomb checking, the explosives checking everything. Get to me and I open up the top of the bag mm. and the guy goes, oh, you have to take it out. I go, no, don't you just scoop around on the inside? He goes, no, you have to get it out. And I said, oh, have it. Said, oh, you, you, you have it. It's over. I didn't want this thing anyway. Just have it. And he goes, no, no, no. You know, take it. I said, it takes five minutes to put it back in. And I'm thinking, so I go, I go, um, I'm out. I'm, I'm opting out of the town. This is not my tent anymore. Yeah. And, and I go, I'll just leave it here. He goes, we can't leave it. You can't leave a bag in the airport. And I go, but I, I don't want it. I just, it's yours. Give it to, give it to the staff. <laughs> So I'm trying to have this argument to like de-own the tent. Mm, mm. He's going, it's tagged, like that's your responsibility now. I'm not taking it. Lovely boy next to me goes, mate, don't worry. Because I was like, look, my family's already gone through. We're going to miss the plane. Really nice boy next to me goes, hey, you know, don't worry, mate. I'll, um, I'll, I'll take the tent. My old folks, my folks just dropped me off. He points back like 20 minutes behind us. I'll just give them the tent. They live here. I went, oh, mate, you're a, what a legend. I go through security. I'm, you know, do the rigmarole, packing everything back up. Security guy comes up and he goes, excuse me, are you the man with the tent? I said, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, no. I said, no, not anymore. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it to some people. He goes, they don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't de-own it. <laughs> I, go, I go, no, 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 no. He goes, yes, they don't, they don't want it. They had a look at it. They don't want it. <laughs> Like, well, what do we do? He goes, we can't leave it at the airport. I said, but it's not mine anymore. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's yours. They didn't accept. They didn't accept it. So I think the guy was in like, between did. Yeah, I, think, I, I do agree. I think it was the middleman who was the technical owner at that point. Yes. But he had been such a legend. So I was like, oh my god! So I had to go back out of security 
line up again with the tent, no. get it bomb checked, squash it all back in. I'm like, like, I hope you get lost somewhere over the Nullarbor tent. Put it in the thing. We get, we fly home, yep. whatever, and get to the, get to the, like, the luggage is coming off in Sydney. The kid's like, where's the tent? I said, oh, did I, did I, did I, guys? I was like, if we, this tent is in a race now between our last bag yes. and seeing it on Oversize. Because yeah. yeah. if I could see it, I'm not hanging around for that tent. We get our luggage, not a peep out of Oversize. Yep. We're out of there. <laughs> Next day, no. I'm getting all these missed calls. <laughs> all these missed calls from Qantas going, we've got your tent. Uh, <laughs> you know, how can we get it back to you? I said, oh, yeah. Can you do you courier it out? Isn't that what happens with lost yeah. luggage? Don't you pay for the courier? They go, yeah, but not unclaimed. Yeah. You didn't claim it. Yeah. We didn't lose it. You didn't claim it. Yeah. You have to get it. It's like, oh yeah, I'll try and get in next week. I've been through four rounds of calls. I've been through four rounds of calls from Connors with them yeah. going, ten still here. You did you? Did, I didn't get in. I didn't, I didn't get in. I almost feel like now, mm. like I actually feel like I have to get the tent. It's still at Qantas. Exactly. Well, I feel like I have to get the tent back because it's sort of like all of this difficulty, something magical will happen with the tent down yes. the track. Like yes. don't you think this feels like an origin story? Oh, yeah. It feels like, like it could be the greatest s- giveaway we have for this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, just, it feels like I tried so hard to get rid of this mm. tent. And it found its way back to me. Tent magic. But something amazing will happen with the tent now. Yes. It's so now good. I feel like, would should we give away the chance to go and pick it up? <laughs> 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 that would be cool. <laughs> hey, and people know that if they've got a unique skill that they are not getting enough credit for, they go to hamishnary.com and this is the show. We provide a safe haven for them. Like Dr. Xavier has that yep. massive house. Ours is a yep. virtual home that we invite people into. Hostel for X-Men. <laughs> Ours is more of a hostel. Yeah. Cheapest available. Do they all live at the house or they just go to the train? No, they live there. I think they live there with the exception of Wolverine. I think he sort of came and went as he pleased because yep. he, was, he was grumpy. The doc wasn't happy with him. We'd prefer him to be there. We would we, prefer we, him to be there. Yeah, would have preferred him to be there. We're, 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 with us, we ha- we're happy for people to come in just for five <laughs> yeah. minutes. When you think about when you think about if we were to build a house for all our special skills holders, and you've got the Simpsons guy on the couch, <laughs> and then everyone else just vaguely coming in. I mean, the guy the kitchen, I, close to a yeah. ceiling without touching. We're like, oh, he's in it again. The kitchen would be the the hub, wouldn't it, of activity? You'd hear cheers coming out of the kitchen as um, you know, the noodle length guessing girls done it again. Yeah. And a guy <laughs> can tell that something's hot by looking at it. Um, <laughs> that really, uh, that's where you'd hang a yep, lot of the time. If there, was a, if there was a good lounge room near yeah. the kitchen, you would uh, you wouldn't stray too far from that. And if you're always. walking past, um, a fellow might yell out, I know that's a size nine shoe and you'd have to, <laughs> you'd have to go past. <laughs> it's a hell of a house. Double really back un- and go, yeah, it actually is. Well done. Um, Pretty, actually kind of interested. Are you... Are you <laughs> I wonder if we could get him out to Jack's rural property. He sold that. He sold it. Yeah, it's gone. Oh, Including the a, one and a half um, solar panels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Had to sell. Summer is the best time to sell because it's getting as much solar power as it can. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't really I mean, tell that the electricity <laughs> is subpar. Yeah, true. Long hours, long <laughs> daylight hours. And but just imagine, you know, could you would you like to live this rural dream? Imagine. You know, living off the grid, mm. 
powering intermittently a small transistor radio. What <laughs> <laughs> could be yours? Uh, uh, okay, well that's but that is um, well. Congrats, good sale, Jack. Sounds like you've. Um, but we'll ask written. the new owner whether all of our new competitors hey, could come we, up and could, could we out. send forty five people <laughs> up to your place or so? But they'd want to have a TV, Ando. Yes, they wouldn't they? Because and then even for the two or three minutes that it could be powered by the solar panels. Yep. They'd want to have a TV for this particular special skill. Yes. Uh, uh, Seamus reached out, uh, and we appreciate him, of course. Ahoy to you, Seamus. How are you going? Yeah, good. Good to hear. Uh, Seamus, you wrote, I can tell you the year of any AFL match since 1993 from just seeing five seconds to ten seconds of footage. Yeah. Which is just incredible. It sparked a lot of debate in here. Seamus, about how you're doing it. Is that something you would reveal before displaying the skill? Um, I well, mean, do you just I know? Pref- or like there was theories going on, like, you know, is he the type of boots. Mm. Is he looking for <laughs> graphics? You know, that I know that player wore those boots that season. Are it, you a boot, is- a boot fanatic? <laughs> no, it's more of the graphics. So it's boots and graphics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Seamus. Multi-layered. Mm. We knew there might be a trick. Okay, let's mm. uh, let's jump into this. You'll have five pieces of footage that you'll see via Zoom with Radio Mike out there, podcast Mike. Yep. Then you'll have to tell us if you get what four out of five, Ham. Yeah, yeah. You got yourself a coin. Right. So I still think this is hard. Are uh, you ready to jump into it, Seamus? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Seamus, he knows he's forty and he has a special skill. He thinks we'll wow. Show him some footage and he'll pick the year from 93 till now. What era? Era. Go one more, Ando. What era? Nice. Bring it home. Era. (laughs) Footballer's kiss. (laughs) Thank you, Hame. I heard that a little bit at the end. Um, All right. Are you ready for the first one, Seamus? Yep. Okay. Fire away, Jack. Kennedy over the top. They hold it in and hold it up. Great challenge. Five seconds is not a lot, is it? Five seconds is not a lot. It's, um, well, it's Carlton versus Richmond. We can tell people that. Um, that's coming up next week. Obviously, footy season starting soon. NRL. Yeah, that one done. will be 2023. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, the one but which week. one was the one we just heard? Uh, Seamus, what year? 2022. He's got it. <laughs> wow. Well done. Well done. Now, uh, graphics, boots, hairstyles, yeah, what'd sponsors. What would you go for? Well, no, I knew it was round one and because Richmond Carlton always plays the season opener and because uh, Carlton won it last year and they lost it the year before, so, and they're in front in that game, so I just guessed it from that. Right, okay, so it was actually, it was nothing to do with the graphics. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, the next one, please, Didn't Jacko. For boot. Smashed by a couple of uh, Maggies and the ball will be bounced 55 out from their punt road goal. It's a Collingwood Essendon game. Uh, 2009. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? He's got How it. do you know? Anzac Day 2009, where Diarakis picked the winner with like five seconds left. What a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well and I done. couldn't help but notice 
There was the Nike Premier Boot, <laughs> which, <laughs> of course, came out yes, mid two thousand mid two thousand eight, but wasn't widely used till two thousand and nine. And of course, that makes sense. We've started with easy ones. Let's get him the third one, please, Jack. Went with one hand. Second go was okay. Goes to ground. Gasper Powell gets a high one. Gets a free kick. Plays mm. on. Two thousand. <laughs> oh, he's got it. Well done. <laughs> well done. Richmond, Melbourne, 2000. So what gave that away? The graphics. Could barely see the boots, though. I was like, is that a, is that a <laughs> total 90 strike three? Because that, that, that wasn't out 2010. That's what was throwing me. The graphics aren't that big a difference. But, okay, let's go number four. Ten points the margin. Bairstow out of the centre. Good goal by Ingerson. Stoneham. McDermott goes to ground. Stoneham over the top. 1994. Mm, he's got it. Yep. <laughs> um, do you like footy, Shavers? I love footy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Because for a moment there, I, I wondered whether you just love graphics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> prefer to watch it with the sound off and, um, <laughs> and zoom faces blurred. I just, I just like, I like the fonts. Well, that's no. four from five. So he's got himself a coin. This is You're in coin territory. Sweet. If he hadn't done so, it's here's, the, here's where it can actually bite you being so good. So effortless that you just, we expect a clean sweep. Now. Yeah. Um, so you, you can't lose your coin, but um, you can lose. You, you're, in a, you're in a weird position where you just, we expect you to get a clean sweep now. Yeah. Yep. Um, Seamus, this is number five. Back to Bell. Cotchen able to get his hands on it. Got to get between them here, Rewalt, and he does. Carlton, Richmond it is. 2014. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, which boots were they? <laughs> um, Seamus, incredible. Thank you so much. I think we're all a bit dumbfounded in here because not people are not normally that good when they nominate and a special calm, skill. And that, that calm. calm under pressure. Seamus, you have got yourself a coin and you also have access to the country mansion where the special <laughs> skill winners will go and live. Yeah. Um, do you have plans for the winter? Uh, just watch lots of footy. Mm. Right. Well, if we could organise a, f- uh, you know, obviously Foxtel up there or something, no could way. we? There's no chance. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you can't actually yeah, watch a full actually, footy game up there. To, yeah. Sorry, you'd have to suck power for the box <laughs> and the TV. <laughs> if we could organise a, uh, a, a paper boy to come and um, give you the results in the newspaper within three days of each match, <laughs> would you live? Would you spend the winter at Jack's old property? Um, I don't know about the whole winter. Maybe a, yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe a day. Classic Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's opting out of the house. <laughs> you got yourself a coin, Shame. It's well done, well buddy. Mate. Thank you. Hey, fellas. Mm. I know we are all we're all Apple users, right? Mm. And I think Andy started this. Um, I noticed Andy started doing this probably the first out of all of us, but I think you'll do it. If your car connects to your phone mm. and you get a message and Siri reads it to you, you can answer. Yes. She goes, do you want me to answer? And you can say the message back or you can compose a new message or whatever, all without touching the phone, like as you're driving along. I, we, people might remember last year I brought it up with Andy where I was like, oh, I've noticed I just start getting a lot of messages from Siri. From Andy, not actually his thumbs. Losing his full attention. He was now just choosing the the commute times to uh, <laughs> dictate messages to me. 
So do you have this on your phone, Jacko, or does Siri read you messages? I've turned her off reading them to me, but I do use her now to send messages. Yep, because she comes into my car now. Mm-hmm. I've actually changed the voice. I've got an Irish one. Did you know you could do that? You put different oh. accents on them. Yeah. Why did you I just use prefer- Irish? I just, just find it a pleasing well, noise. Funny you say that. Pleasing accent. Statistically, the most trusted accent in the world. Yeah, that's why yep. they use them for insurance companies and phone providers and stuff. It's true. You find them a bit funny and a bit cheeky. <laughs> and even if even if they are ripping you off, yeah. it's all Back a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Little scandals. <laughs> yeah, still, uh, you feel like you can have a have a laugh and a beer about it after you found, after you caught them. <laughs> Here is the thing. Obviously, if you're doing the Siri voice, like this is yeah. what I want to get down to. If you're the person recording all the words for the Siri voice, mm-hmm. you, I assume, just have to sit in a booth. And can you imagine? Like it would be weeks of work. Like all the permutations of words that you have to say. Yes. There is a certain way there's a certain okay so when they read you the message and they go do you want to reply mm. and you say no mm. they have to say okay mm. that okay i reckon is the hardest one to get tonally correct yes yes when you say no which is a <laughs> yeah, bit yeah. of a rough thing to say <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially in this scenario okay yeah. i'm going to give you both the test jack I'm going to be your Siri, Jack. I'm going to read you a message. Right. Okay. You you don't want to reply. Okay. And I have to try the okay. Yeah. We can we can switch roles if we want. Okay. Message from Mum. Hi, Jack. Just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you. I love you so much. You're my special guy. You'll always be the apple of my eye. I love you more than you could possibly imagine. Love, Mum. Would you like to reply? Uh, no. Okay. Yes, it's so it's so heavily laced with intent. Pretty asshole. Mine sounds like I honestly says that when, it, and it's always like after Mum says something, and I'm just like, I'll talk to Mum later. Yeah. Like, like reply, and when I say okay, I say no. The, my Siri is like. Hmm. Okay, it's interesting. Okay. No, no worries. Yeah. Your series sounded very hurt there. Yep. Jax was going for a sprightly, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. I, no. was, I was going for But a... I think it came across worse. Like, <laughs> ah, no. Nah. <laughs> I was trying to go for, I actually was, I was, I was picturing my mom listening to this and trying to give her the right no, which was like, ah, no. By the way, I'm sending the audio recording of your no to your no, mom. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually, it's, it's in my head so much now. Mm. I try to conversationally say it, like rather than mm. no, I just well, start doing it. I go, no, I'm not right now. Because well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm scared of the same thing yeah. that my mum will hear. Beck had a go at me because I was adding thanks to the end. <laughs> oh, which I appreciate, Ando. Oh, I, I think. Oh, no, thanks. And, and yeah. Beck's like, you don't have to tell the robot. Yeah, you do. I think you do, Ando. I'm with you. Because as we've seen with ChatGPT, Mm. the robots are coming for us, right? They will notice who was nice. When they were, (laughs) they'll be like, back when we were just completely subservient, these are the people that were nice to us. (laughs) They will notice. (laughs) Ando, Mm -hmm. as if the break wasn't upsetting enough for you with the government Mm. um, blockading our efforts to get back on air sooner. Just got over it. Unfortunately. We continue to upset you. Oh. Everything is neat and practical Cos that's the way he likes it But what if it wasn't? Upset Andy! 
And it, so many came in over the break. No, just, I feel sorry for the ones that fall on my side of the fence because obviously the emails get split 50-50. Yeah, hood over the head, yeah. taken out the back, buried. <laughs> yes. well, it, gives, yeah. it gives me an idea of how many... Of. How many are coming through? I'm sure they are, very neatly, mm. and uh, mopped up afterwards. And you, <laughs> yeah, you go back to the drawer where yep. you have your, you know, assassination gun and you take it apart and clean it neatly and put it back together and yep. sit down and watch some French crime dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping a Pinot. <laughs> I'm sure they get taken care of very... But it does give you an idea of how many are mm. coming in because I'm only saying half and there yep. is more than enough to go from here. Lee, ahoy. Do you have something to upset Andy? G'day, guys. Um, I've got something that upsets me absolutely terribly that my wife does. Yeah. Yeah, I very rarely get to go shopping with her, but when I do, I absolutely hate it because the first thing she does when she walks into Woolies or Coles is go straight to the freezer aisle, and always the first thing that goes in the shopping trolley is the ice cream. And then from there, she goes and leisurely strolls around the whole rest of the shop, every aisle, (laughs) up and down. Round no. and round. No, no, Without. no. Sometimes you just got your pattern, Ando. You maybe you just you just get you getting your pattern and you do it the way you like to do it. Particularly in summer, doing it doing it last, maximize the fact. It'll that, refreeze. <laughs> but then you get the kind of you know the weird, yeah, little, the melty bit, the melty kind of refreezy bit yeah, on top. That's of the bit you eat while you're serving it up. That's <laughs> the chef's treat. It's a bit icy. A bit, yeah, no, nah, that has upset me, Lee. And um, I don't think it's grounds for divorce, but tell her she's got a stern warning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Appreciate that. Um, Tegan, ahoy. You got something to upset Andy? Ahoy, boys. Welcome back from the government-mandated break. Oh, Great you. to be here. Um, Huge relief. <laughs> mm. This one's particularly heinous. Um, my husband, he just got a new phone over the break, and when he was setting it up, he lost his original photo of his screensaver, which is a picture of our daughter. Um, so instead of like looking back for it or asking me for a copy or something, he took a screenshot of his lock screen on his old phone oh. and <laughs> sent it to his new one. And so that is his screensaver. So now it's just, it's the same picture, but it's got the wrong time and date with the correct time and date hovering just above it. <laughs> oh, and his head's popped off. <laughs> That's bad. God. Tell you how much I hate what, that. What, what's the big time that it says? It's like 10.30, 6pm or something. Yeah. yeah. But then the correct time's always floating over it in a better resolution. Apparently, but I, can't, I can't deal. <laughs> that's what, I mean, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's very, very hot, that one. I don't that's like the thing. that. You're, but Andy, your eyes are seeing the correct time. They'd be more drawn to the newer time. Yeah. It's, Over time, that 10.36 would fade into obscurity. And it gives you the excitement of each day at 10.36 <laughs> of going, oh, oh doubles. Your widgets with your calendars as well and that kind of stuff there. That's, that I've might be based set them, on Never set them up. Never <laughs> set them up. <laughs> okay. Lockie, uh, have you got something to upset Andy? Uh, ahoy, fellas. Ahoy. Uh, so ahoy. my upset Andy is um, I moved houses maybe like two years ago. And um, instead of going through the laborious, time-consuming task, of having to change my Google Maps location to yeah. home, mm. yeah. I kept the old one, and because I was still working at the same place, I knew my way home from work. So I'd just go to work whenever I was lost and then drive home from there. Well, what? hang on. No, <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. So, <laughs> so, sounds, sounds good to me. So, so you haven't updated where your home is, but you know the address. Yeah, correct. But I'm not going to type it in when I can just... <laughs> <laughs> Who's got time for that, Andy? No. So when you're lost on the other side of town, what do you put into Google? Home? Work. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I'm like, usually about halfway there, I know where I am. 
<laughs> okay, so you just use it to like point you due east or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah you yeah. basically know where your new home yeah. is within relation to your work. Yeah, correct. And I actually, since submitting that, I've changed job and home. Hmm. Google Maps doesn't know that though. Perhaps doesn't know that. <laughs> You're right, man. Uh, it you does. So much more I find time. it annoying to go in and edit those things too. <laughs> so ages. much more time takes on ages. your hands. No, mm. but it takes ages to kind of work out where you are and that you could have had a far more direct route. That's a yeah, tomorrow you're problem. Moving. You're moving. You're moving. Yeah, you're I moving. do feel that you're sometimes moving. when you move. <laughs> it's just good. move. Just go in the right direction. We'll deal with this. We'll deal with this in the review. Thank you, Lockie. Absolutely yeah. hate that. <laughs> uh, Chris. Chris. We got Chris. Um, what have we got? Ahoy to you, mate. Ahoy. Happy birthday, Andy. No need. <laughs> um, my wife does this and it really kills me because I think I'm generally the fast and loose one and she's generally neat and tidy, but... When she fills the ice tray, because our tap's sort of either low or full blast, she just goes full blast, puts it under, shakes it back and forth, and puts it back in the freezer. So it's either half empty or full. I hate half empty. The, uh, so it's not it's not completely full. Yes, that's it. Yeah. No. She just so turns e- the tap so on, whatever's right, each, in there is in there. Okay. So each cube isn't completely filled up. It's a bit of a lucky dip. Yep, that's it. Hey, this will infuriate Andy. Yeah, he, I've seen him fill up the ice tray at his house. He tries to get the bulge of the water yeah. over the top, the meniscus. <laughs> like I've seen him wait to add drips, and then the frustration if you if you fail mm. by your own standards yeah. on the walk to the freezer. <laughs> well, I've yeah. seen him turn around and go little, back for more. It's my own little egg and spoon race on the way back. <laughs> Be very, very cautious getting it back to the fridge. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I understand fast and loose. Uh, I'm a bit of a fan of the swing it back and forth. But I do, I do, for someone that is as time poor as me, I do like to spend the extra second or two. <laughs> to make sure they're all <laughs> To, to let, let enough water be in the ice tray. So, yeah, I can, uh, I can see that what I've said. Andy. One last one. Um, Fatia, are you there? Ahoy, uh, gentlemen. Ahoy. So, look, what I've found is that keeping up with the recommended daily water intake is actually quite a quite a time-intensive operation. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to walk over to the cupboard, you've got to get a cup, you walk to the sink, you turn it on, you wait for it to fill up, you turn the tap yeah. off, and only then do you quench your thirst. Yeah, that's so what true. I've After all doing, those steps, you're right. You were too right. Too many steps, Hamish. It's unbelievable. Mm. Now, what I like to do instead is whenever I've done the dishes and I've got a whole bunch of fresh, clean cups, I just pre-fill them. I mean, I'm going to drink them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to drink them anyway. So... That way, you just walk over to the cupboard, you get yourself a nice, fresh, cool glass of water, and you drink it. You just eliminated all the hassle. A nice, crisp glass waiting for you, like it's the Qantas Club or something. I feel like a Roman emperor. That was one of the, the perks of being an emperor. I don't yeah. know if they ever reached those heights. Um, but I, wow. That takes just as long. No, but I think yeah, because you've unpacked. In the dishwasher, you're there anyway, or you, you're getting the cups out of the dish rack. Like you're right there, and you know you invest that time and look at all the time you saved down the track. Yeah, the marginal time it takes to fill all of them at once is a lot quicker. Yeah. Right, but then you get this daily kind of dusty water. Not really. When you think about a well, that's just out in the open all, all day, all night. Yeah, but People are happy to drink out of those for thousands of years. <laughs> Not anymore. So it's more like an internal, well-protected well, mini wells, <laughs> a cupboard full of twenty wells. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fatia. Really smart, Fatia. Really smart. I'm going to start doing it. 
Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. 